possible. Jolly holiday. Happy holidays from the Whiskey Underground. Good evening, everyone. Happy holidays and welcome to day seven. This is December 7, 2020. We are nearing the end of COVID season, Brant. How do you feel, buddy? Uh, well, knock on wood, feeling mighty fine. But uh, I'm ready for the cold weather to hit the glorious south. Already here. You can come up here and enjoy our cold weather. <laughs> <laughs> Your cold weather is like 65, I mean, 60. Our cold is like get, 40. We'll, we'll, we'll get... We'll get a solid two weeks of frigid, you know, frigid temperatures, but, but no. Nothing. What is frigid? 50? <laughs> Dude, it, it'll it surprise you not. It'll get in the teens and 20s for a couple of days. Right. For a couple of days. <laughs> for a couple of days. Uh, come back to me when it's zero yeah, or no. minus. <laughs> we, don't get all, we don't get all that shit. Well, look, day seven tonight. Ooh, we've done this one before. This one is an oldie but a goodie. We actually did this with uh, Matt Holmes. A uh, couple of a uh, couple of months ago, oh, this nice. was pre-COVID, I think, yeah. or during COVID. Makers Forty Six, uh, very good whiskey. Again, one that surprised all of us when we tasted this on the show. Yeah, I, um, I'm gonna have to go back and look at my notes. Um, I don't know if I should do it pre-taste or post-taste. Uh, Let's do, do it post-taste. You do it pre. No, no, let's do a post. Let's yeah, see what let's, we get. Yeah, let's see what we get and go back and compare it to, to what, we, what have, we did. I have my notes right here. There you go. Well, I know mine are in this book somewhere, so I'll have to go uh, All right. Go back. So that's, so let's, that's pretty let's interesting. So this, this will be, be kind of cool to, re, to re, revisit a, a classic. And you know what's great? Because we just talked about it, what, three days ago when we did the Jim Beam single barrel. This single is barrel? the same, same family. Mm-hmm. Um, Beam Centauri. Man, speaking of, you know, they and I, I, I didn't buy a barrel, and I don't know if I should have, but they came out with a Maker's 101, a higher proof. Have you seen that? Really? No. There's, there is a Maker's... I've seen, I've seen their higher proof with their single barrel. No, no, no. There, so there's a, like, I'm all on the shelf every day Maker's 101 now, um, which is kind of cool. Um, so I this, got, some, I got this, some friends that love the fucking barrel, barrel stave stay projects yeah. or whatever you call which, it. Which is pretty cool because essentially what they do is they replace these barrels, not with, like, they don't, like, rebuild with different staves. They actually put the staves inside the barrel to kind of give it this extra flavor. So, Correct. like, when they're building the barrel, they put the staves inside the barrel and they kind of, like, stand up and create, like, a grid of staves inside the barrel really cool what they do um yeah and and you can see right on the back of the label they show which staves they use whether it's american oak frank uh, french oak um you know chard oak bourbon cask or, you know pre-bourbon cask scotch cask cognac whatever they do they put it on the back and they check off the the list pretty cool pretty cool yeah and that's the that's the private selection yes private selection 
So it's like a weird shape. It's a different shape bottle, not the standard makers where it's like short, stubby, and then yeah. long neck. Yeah. It's longer with it's a short neck. It's actually the same sti- shape as the 46 bottle. Yeah. Yeah, same shape. Um, so there is the, the 101 must be a limited edition. It's, even, it's not even shown on the website. So they make your everyday maker's mark. There is a cask strength maker's mark, so there is a higher proof maker's. The 46 and then the private selection stuff, which which goes all over the place. Limited editions, store picks, or whatever the case may be. Cast strength gets from 108 to 114, depending on the barrel um, that it comes out of. And I may actually have to... I, I might have to get one. Yeah, grab one. I know. Because now I'm, because kind of, I'm intrigued. Um, biggest I, thing I, I'm I kind intrigued. of poo-pooed on... I, I kind of poo-pooed on makers for a long time because it's... it's the regular makers it isn't great, and that's what I'm going to tell great. you. I, 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 poo, I still poo-poo on regular makers. I, I don't want to drink regular makers, but Scott, it's probably the same thing as if 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 you and I went to to a, a new neighbor's house a couple blocks from the speakeasy, and the guy said, "Hey, you guys drink whiskey? All I got is Maker's Mark. I probably have a glass, and then after that glass, I probably have another one. It'd be okay, but it's yeah. not it's not going to be what I'm going to offer you at my house." Right, exactly. Yes, that's the great, great example. Yeah. You'll drink it at a neighbor's house because that's what they got. But if I've got whiskey friends coming over, Brandon, if you come over, I'm, I'm not, not going to pour. Maker. Yeah, I'm not pouring you Maker's Mark. Yeah. But Maker's 46. You may get we, we, Sonoma Distillery, whatever the, whatever the, <laughs> <laughs> if I hate you, if I hate you. Uh, Maker's anyway. 46, we talked about it on the show with Matt. Um, yeah. It's a it's a good bourbon. So you know, off the off the color, it's you know light amber. I don't, I don't know what I'd call this. You said light, light amber. amber? Light amber. Um, I thought you said white amber, and I was like, no, white amber. Light. White amber is a new term that I have not. <laughs> white amber. I have not heard it's yet. Like white chocolate. <laughs> um, now it, it, it's got a it's got a light amber kind of color. Not too dark, nothing, nothing too dark, but it's got yeah. some good dark notes to it. It's it's over golden. It's getting into amber for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, nose, it like you know, I hate to go back and, and look at my notes, but I bet you, I, and it's classic bourbon with a little bit of wheat to it. it honestly, it smells like Weller so, Special Reserve. And I was gonna tell you the reason that I'm kind of intrigued about buying a cash strength version of this is for that because I love weeded and yes. where else are you going to get I mean Weller now has a full Weller foolproof full proof. is impossible to find I've, impossible I've, I've got one I've drank it it is fucking amazing but it is foolproof it's not cask strength strength right so they proofed it down from something so the crazy thing, though, is the Maker's 46, even when you look at cast strength, it only says it goes up to 114. 114 is what Maker's Foolproof is proof at. So I don't know if the cast strength Maker's is true cast strength. It kind of, I don't know. I guess it all depends on what it goes in the barrel at. Maybe whatever it goes in the barrel at is cut enough to where it doesn't get above, above 114. But, Scott, you've had... Jack Daniels foolproof that's gotten a fucking yeah. 130s. Oh, yeah. So to me, yeah, if you're truly pouring it out the barrel uncut, it's going to get above 114. 
Yeah. Unless unless you are proofing it down. You're definitely proofing it the down. Bar- well, I'm saying they're proofing it down before barreling, possibly. It's going into the barrel at a certain proof to where it only comes out as, at its highest. At, it could be. At, could at, very well be. At 114. Which... So... This is, um, so Makers 46, we talked about on the show with Matt, you can go back and listen to it, but, uh, you know, quick recap, it is standard Makers Mark, standard weeded bourbon, the mash bill is 70 corn, 16 wheat, 14 malted barley, and then this goes into heavily seared French oak staves are placed inside the standard Makers Mark barrel, which are then refilled and returned to the warehouses for about two to three months to kind of second age with these French oak staves. Um, it's good. It's a classic bourbon flavor. Strong caramel. The caramel is very prevalent on this one. So, I know we talked about this with Matt, and, I, and I've already forgot. So, 46 is... Why? 46 is the number of, of experiments they took to get the barrel uh-huh. staving Stave right. Stave profile 46. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And this was Bill Samuels Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess was the master distiller at the time when they came up with this this process. Okay. I'm in. But this, this so this is what led to all the private select stuff that they do. Yeah. Do, do now. This gave way to all of those. Let's let's try different oak. Let's try different barrel staves inside the uh, the finishing process. I mean, you get a good toasted oak note to it as well. It does. I mean, it's has, not like said, it's not heavily oaky. Oak. It's not heavily it oaky like we had with um, with Woodford's Double Oak or with uh, uh, Old Forester's 1910, but it's got a nice toasted oak note to it. Toffee. Mm-hmm. A little bit of cinnamon bread, cinnamon buns. Like uh, I think Matt said, like fresh baked cinnamon bread or cinnamon buns in the morning, yeah. with a little bit of like frosting on it. I get yeah. that. I definitely get this kind of cinnamon roll frosting. I remember him saying that it was like cinnamon roll frosting or cinnamon rolls on a Sunday morning, which is not far off. Well, I ate cinnamon rolls on Saturday morning. <laughs> And on and on Wednesday we eat cinnamon rolls. Wednesday, yeah. Um, let's taste this, bad dude. Dude, this is. I mean, like I said, I, I want to go back and see what I said, but this is smooth as fucking silk. But it is definitely yeah. buttery. Buttery, thick, thick buttery palate. One thing I like about this is the mouthfeel is pretty heavy. Mm-hmm. It is definitely oily. It is a little bit dry oak, but that dry oak kind of like leans into a buttery caramel creamy taste. Like it starts off pretty dry and then just mellows out so quickly with the oils in the mouth and really gives a nice creamy buttery taste all again all those notes um vanilla caramel and cinnamon buns are still there you still get some cinnamon to it really really good palate really good palate and i think we were all surprised when this one came in 
Very good. Man. It is very good. Very well, very well balanced. Um, the wheat to me definitely has it, what's lends to the soft, the, the softer, thicker kind of palate palate feel. No, no rye in this this guy. <laughs> that rhymes. Yeah. Uh, no se- rye. Seventy corn, sixteen wheat, fourteen malted barley. About six years old, but no age statement um, on it. Um, there is a little hint of wheat bread now that I'm like thinking about this and, and tasting this again. Yeah. I don't remember it from the first one, but there's a, like that like soft wheat bread where it's like really just mellow flavors. Just pop. So to me, this is definitely... The idea of this, to me, the intent of this has got to be to just add more barrel surface contact char to the whiskey. And it does a good job because I think if you do... If you do have a a weeded weeded whiskey, it it can get very soft and almost... Almost, I guess, washed away in that soft kind of sweetness. This kind of brings back that depth of the oak. brings brings back those classic bourbon flavors, right? The vanilla, and then it lends some of those softer toffee, butter, scotch, the cinnamon biscuits, the breakfast, you know. All those lighter breads kind of come the with the, come with yeah. the come with grains and lighter things come with the wheat, but then we still get very classic bourbon flavors out of it because of the, I guess the contact with wood having the staved staved the barrel. I'd love to see I need to maybe do a research see what the, the staved barrel actually looks like. So you say the staves are actually are they just dropped in floating or are they actually fixed? They're fixed inside there. Um, so what they do is um, they place them inside the emptied standard Maker's Mark barrel. So they empty the barrels into like a vat. And then that vat holds all this whiskey. About a thousand gallons, essentially. And then what they do is they take those barrels that they've emptied, put these staves inside and fix them to them. I'm looking at so it So that right they're, essentially, they're essentially like... Yep. fixed in and, and wedged in there. Oh, wow, yeah. So they, okay, I'm looking at it now. That's pretty intense. Yeah. It's pretty It's pretty rad. Yeah, that's crazy. Okay. And, that is, that is and like, what they do it is looks like super time-consuming. Right? Right? It has this whole, yeah, like, piped-in, like, pipe system of, like, holding them spaced apart and... And then and then what they do is they put the hog's head, or they put the, the, the barrel head back yeah. on, re-ring it from the top, and then fill it from the bung and fill it back up with Maker's Mark. And I'll tell you what, uh, my my notes on the finish from this one, warm spices, I still get on the finish that pipe tobacco and tan leather. It's, it's there. It is nice and mellow. It is like a good, it's like, it's like getting into a good leather car. You smell that leather. Mm-hmm. You smell that like warm richness to it. Um, the finish, I, I think, 
to me is like medium but light it's not like overly pungent it's not lingering for too long but it's got a good it's got a good finish uh, so I'd say this medium to light I can agree with that and I mean I get like you said some of those classic those classic heavy what you get from an oaked bourbon the the kind of tobacco the, the leather um, it's got the classic classic oak um, a little bit of a, that oil on the on the finish though so it little, gets kind of yeah. more of that kind of viscosity almost on your your tongue that heavy finish Brent, weighs into go ahead. I was gonna say before you before you finish this off we, we've got some good notes on this add a little bit of water to it okay add a little water and see what that does to the oils I think it, I think you're gonna like this because I don't think we did this on the original um, review of it because I don't remember adding adding water to it add some water to it and taste it and see how those oils play out Get your get your special water bottle. Jeeves will bring it over. It's got my name on it. It stays in my locker. It does. And by locker, we have these like. It's really nice. We got these like thanks thanks to insurance money. We have these like <laughs> graded uh, copper graded w- uh, wire locker things. Brant's got his own personal collection there. He's got his own key. I've got my own key. Jeeves doesn't have a key, so he can't get in there. Thanks to insurance money. Boy, that was a long time ago. <laughs> I know. It still lingers. All right. Taste this now. Taste this now with some water. I got to say, I like the way it opens up. It kind of softens it out and mellows everything, but there's a really rich, oily flavor to it. I was going to say it kind of kills some of the... the Oak, oak, it, yeah. yeah. But see, to me, it just pushes it to the very, very, very end. So it, it yeah. pulls the oak out of the palate and just pushes the oak to the finish, which is interesting. This one would be really good with just you know a, a neat Glencairn with a little splash of water. I, I don't know if I would go ice cube on this one because I don't think I think that would mellow it out too much. But I bet you this would get, make a really good Manhattan. You know, something that's been shaken on ice to add a little uh, water to it gives a little viscosity. And then adding some sweet vermouth and some, you know, a little bit of bitters to it. I bet it would be really good. I might have to buy a bottle this weekend. I might have to buy a bottle. This, though, um, this to me, though, is a very good follow-up to last night because it is... What do you do when you have a, a, a classic bourbon? You have a world-renowned bourbon. and I mean, maybe not. I would say world-renowned, but I mean, look. look Woodford Reserve, Maker's Mark, synonymous, coast-to-coast, U.S. What do you do? I mean, and this is two totally different approaches, but two totally different. But you say they're two totally different approaches, but they're just finishes, right? I mean, took Woodford last night, yeah. put it in another barrel. Took Makers tonight, finished it with And again, stays. they only finish it for two to three months. So it's not like we got to finish this for two to three years or it's like a, right. an extra process. This really isn't much of a process for them, but it's a good way to add good flavor to it. And again, I don't recall the last time I ever had Makers Mark 40 or Makers Mark regular. Um, I know I've had it, 
I don't recall any flavor to it. Um, I just know it wasn't great. It didn't stand out. This is pretty good. Look, this definitely is a level a level up from from Stenner's Maker Mark. Maker's Mark. That the, the neighbor that offered us Maker's Mark, and we had a second glass. I'd be much happier mm-hmm. if I was drinking that. If I was <laughs> yeah. drinking this, you know. Absolutely. Um, All right, so Brent, what do you give this one? So, so last night I said that Woodford Double was a ninety-one. This is not a ninety-one. No, it's not. But I think it's an eighty-eight. That's right about what I give it. I give it an eighty-seven. So, very good. Not great, or not the best bourbon you're ever going to have. But it's, but it's there. But a good, and you know what? It's a good alternative to Weller, which is very, very hard to find. This is this is almost on every single shelf. You're not going to have a hard time finding it. I would highly recommend, if you want a weeded bourbon, go out and get Maker's 46. It, it's really good. To be honest with you, I don't know a ton of other weeded bourbons you're going to find on the shelf. Oh, oh, that reminds me. I, I reviewed Larceny last month when I went to Sanal. Okay. Because I, I, I asked the uh, my waiter, uh, Boyson, who is, by the way, if you go to Sanal, I know there's a bunch of Disney people here. Go to Sanal, ask for Boyson, try to be seated with Boyson. He's amazing. Great waiter. I had one of the best solo meals experience ever, and I, I don't often get to dine solo, um, I, but I, this was a... I've had fantastic one, solo. I've had one solo meal myself, and it was also fantastic. Look, Scott, I love my wife. If she's listening, I don't think there's a <laughs> fucking snowball's chance in hell she is. But if she is, I absolutely no. love you. But the time I did get to spend by myself at dinner in Disney was phenomenal, and I wouldn't, no way in hell, I would have traded for another woman, not less another person. It was just amazing, uh, no. amazing no. to be by myself and experience that kind of yeah uh, you know you get look it's like it's not taking away from the other person it's not taking away from the person it's food it's experiencing food by yourself and only focusing on the food 100% that's what I was gonna that's what I was gonna say it's not taking I will say it's not taking away from another person it's just the experience of of focusing on your food 100% 100 of the time and your drink not trying to make conversation not trying to do not trying to make sure that they're pleased their food's good it's you what you ordered, what you're drinking. Uh, honestly, you, yes. know, you know what? I think I'm going to make it a point like once every few months to do a solo dinner by myself. I look, It was so my, much fun. You know what's great, though? And I and my wife, because of this, my wife probably telling me to kick rocks. But I, because of my, oh, yeah. my perfection, my profession, I do get to dine by myself for lunch often. I mean, I, my clientele is... Is bars and restaurants and, and restaurant heavy, so I'm I'm often in a restaurant at lunch and I I dine, you know I dine alone, um, but Disney is a whole different jungle. Yeah. Versus on versus yeah. something that you get I can get every day every week, on, on, a, on a you know a cycle. Disney is I'm gonna sit here and have a meal by myself and I'm probably never gonna do this again at this at this spot. Nope. You know at this spot you'll probably never eat at Sanaa was... again by yourself. Oh no. I'll never. Uh, well, I don't think I'll ever eat it tonight again because it's, it's not my wife's thing. The the right. flavor there is definitely not her thing, but it was it was fantastic. I did get larceny there. Uh, I gave that one eighty three. This one's an eighty seven. A little bit better. There aren't too many weeded bourbons. Um, Weller is obviously the king of weeded bourbon, but 
Finding Weller is just so few and far between. Our Pappy, yeah. Good luck with that. Right. If you can't find Weller, have fun finding Pappy. Yeah, exactly. Um, Uh, But but very good, very good. So, Scott, flipping back. March 3rd. March 3rd, we sat down with Matt Holmes and tasted Makers 46. So, I... It was, it was March pre-COVID. Time. It was pre-fucking COVID. It was pre... It was right before COVID, yes. March 3rd, and then I don't really have... Oh, now I remember the other dates. It was the Q Branch episode. Maybe so. We did we did Makers, and we did Uncle Nearest. Yeah, it was Q Branch. Yeah. It, because this was kind of a funny thing that they've done with their... Like we talked about with the, with the staves. Yeah. It was a ingenuitive uh, whiskey. There you go. I enjoy it. So, so much I've drank it before a toast. <laughs> so I said Shit. I said vanilla, cinnamon, toasted oak. This time mm-hmm. I said toasted oak, toffee, cinnamon. Yeah, there's a lot cinnamon of cinnamon roll. In there. Then I said for the palate, um, I said fresh wood and caramel the first time. This time I said heavy, oily, buttery, creamy. Not really I guess flavors, but more of a mouthfeel. And then medium mm-hmm. char and then leather on the finish. This time I got oak tobacco leather. And oily. Gave it an 88 this time. I gave it an 86 last time. So I actually rated it a little better. Um, and I, I think I pulled out a lot more of the flavors and notes this, this time than I did. Uh, I think in so March. too. So I don't have your notes, but I have your score. But if you have all my of score that. Is an, my score is an 84, so I definitely yeah. went up. My notes were pretty similar. Classic bourbon on the nose. Notes, uh, vanilla, caramel, warm cinnamon buns. I definitely still got that warm cinnamon bun. Um, on the palate, before it was heavy dry oak, it's still there. Creamy caramel buttery taste that's still there. I mean, my notes really didn't change at yeah. all yeah. from time to time. But I think I rate it a little higher because I, I, I think the more I drink this, the more I actually like it. And the more it actually gives a good flavor profile. I'm very impressed with it. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. All right, all, well, look. around elevation of... A classic bourbon. Yeah, very enjoyable. So thank you very much, Whiskey Advent Calendar. Uh, the last two nights have been thoroughly enjoyable. Absolutely. Actually, the last three nights, because I, I did like that Mictors one. I might have to buy a bottle of that, too. You got about 200 bucks right there you just spend. I know. Uh, yep. maybe, not, maybe not that much. It's an expensive bottle. No, no, about about 150 because each of these are about 50 bucks a bottle. And yeah. again, 50 bucks for Makers 46, I'll take it. It's not bad. Yeah. It's a good price. All right. So look, if you came here to learn. Drink what you learn. Give share it a share. What you drink. If you came here to stranger. And a friend. And if you came here for adventure. Drink, drink up. up. Cheers, everyone. Cheers and happy holidays. And Merry Christmas. Right around the corner. Almost there. 17 days away.